Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. On August 4th, 1987, the Fairness Doctrine is repealed. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. It is, I will grant you, a boring-sounding topic. But if you care about the way we live now, and if you're listening to this, you do, this day in 1987 is fundamental to understanding our cultural and political climate. Let's return briefly to 1949, in the years of Harry Truman. Radio has long been part of the American vernacular. Now television was making itself felt. Since the public airwaves were just that, the property of the public, the Federal Communications Commission ordered that stations, quote, afford reasonable opportunity for the discussion of conflicting views on issues of public importance. As the Reagan Library puts it, lawmakers became concerned that the monopoly audience control of the three main networks, NBC, ABC, and CBS, could misuse their broadcast licenses to set a biased public agenda. The Fairness Doctrine mandated broadcast networks devote time to contrasting views on issues of public importance. Congress backed the policy in 1954, and by the 1970s, the FCC called the doctrine the single most important requirement of operation in the public interest. In practice, this meant that television and radio stations were legally banned from presenting only one point of view. As part of the conservative anti-regulatory climate of the post-1960s era, the doctrine came under attack in the 1980s. It had been used in the post-World War II era to curb right-wing radio. But now, with the diversification of media outlets, its time was drawing to a close. And so, despite a 1969 Supreme Court ruling that upheld the doctrine, the Reagan administration took steps in the 1980s to end the requirement that broadcasts had to at least attempt to project a sense of balance. On this date, in 1987, the doctrine was repealed, a decision that opened the way for talk radio to play an ever larger role in American politics. Enter Rush Limbaugh, who became a great national force in the wake of the ruling. The views expressed by the host on this show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, nor sponsors of this station, but they ought to. When Democrats attempted to codify the Fairness Doctrine into law, President Reagan vetoed the bill. The president said, This type of content-based regulation by the federal government is, in my judgment, antagonistic to the freedom of expression guaranteed by the First Amendment. In any other medium besides broadcasting, such federal policing of the editorial judgment of journalists would be unthinkable. Congressman John Dingell of Michigan articulated the opposite view. He said, The Fairness Doctrine is a limited requirement imposed on broadcasters in exchange for the highly lucrative privilege they obtain with their licenses for exclusive use of a scarce national resource. President Reagan insisted the decision was based on constitutional provisions. He said, the framers of the First Amendment, confident that public debate would be freer and healthier without the kind of interference represented by the Fairness Doctrine, 
chose to forbid such regulations in the clearest terms. History has shown that the dangers of an overly timid or biased press cannot be averted through bureaucratic regulation, but only through the freedom and competition that the First Amendment sought to guarantee. One thing is clear. The demise of the doctrine runs in tandem with the rise of polarization in America. That phenomenon is not the result of any single cause, but the relentlessness of talk radio is surely among those causes. The test now is whether the Constitution which President Reagan defended rhetorically can survive in real time. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.